Hello, welcome to Accountable Love. My name is Aziz. I'm Jerry. So a couple of weeks ago, we reached out to our followers on Instagram and Facebook, and we wanted to know what topics they wanted us to discuss. So one of the topics that they that some of our followers wanted us to discuss was intimacy. So Aziz is going to define exactly what intimacy is. An intimate relationship is an interpersonal relationship that involves physical and or emotional intimacy. Physical intimacy is characterized by friendship, platonic love, romantic love, or sexual activity. Humans have a general desire to belong and to love, which is usually satisfied within intimate relationships. Now, that's the full definition. That's the full scope of intimacy when you put it on paper. But when you literally define it in your day-to-day, a lot of people think intimacy really is built around just loving relationships, romantic relationships. Yeah, your significant other. Definitely. But it's also, you know, relationship, though it's romantic, it's a, it's a romantic thing. It also entails dealing with your kids. It also entails dealing with your friends. family members, your friends. It's a strong, it's a large component of what a relationship is. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you think of a romantic relationship, the intimacy most people think of the physical. Mm-hmm. So they think, you know, a person's not being intimate. They're not being physical. But a lot of the intimacy starts with the growth, like the, the build up to that intimacy, to that getting, physical yeah, intimacy. They're getting to know each other, sharing secrets. Not necessarily, like you said, not necessarily physically, but um, getting to know somebody emotionally is uh, intimate, is, is, is considered to be intimate as well. Yeah, definitely. So when you think of, like when you consider looking at a person you're physically attracted to, you know, the first thing you think of is, you know, the connection between your body, the lustful portion of it. I mean, I'm not saying everybody, but most people have that lustful desire, that animalistic desire. And then when they say, you know, we got to be intimate, we're going to be intimate, they typically think, you know, kissing, touching, feeling. But it starts with the words. It starts Mm -hmm. with getting to know each other. It starts with the questions and the answers and the, you know, in the probing for um, deeper in deeper discussions and deeper information and, you know, the back and forths and the debates. It's all of that. All of that is the work, and work towards intimacy. I can guarantee you, if you actually put in the work to really get to know a person and get them to know their needs, their wants, their desires, the, intimate, the, the physical intimate portion would be a lot better. Now, that's just in relationship, well, yeah. in a romantic relationship. When it comes to friendship, you know, people don't, think that being intimate, having an intimate relationship with their friend is, is, is needed. Like, you know, I think we, when we think of intimacy, like you said, we think of, we think of relationships. We don't think of applying that same level of intimacy with someone that we're not, and that we're not having sex with, or we're not building that type of life with. But I've learned over the years that when you are, when you are building a friendship with someone, um, it does require a level of intimacy because you are, still building a different type of life together and you guys are both getting to know each other and it's a certain level of comfort and trust that is needed as well and that all comes into play when you are trying to get to know somebody so a lot of times you know people keep that they save that part of of a relationship for the person that they are dating and they don't want to give that part up to someone that they have their friends with but you have i've done it and i have had relationships where it was like very surface level and that's kind of where it started and where it ended and then I had friendships that were 
a lot deeper and were intimate and we had a stronger foundation. Definitely. Like, you know, I, I ask a lot of questions. So typically, you know, it runs people the wrong way, you know, because they typically look at it as nosy. They typically look at it, you know, if I'm asking a woman a bunch of questions, she thinks that I'm trying to like date her or I'm trying to get to know in a romantic sense. But when you really look at it, when you're really curious about something or you really want to know something or you really care about something, you actually inquire. You know, a lot of people do, do this whole, you know, wait for it to come to me type or let let it let it let it um, work its way out, let it work itself out naturally. And that process, though, it should be natural to have a dialogue and have a discussion, that process of just letting it go and letting it just work the way it's going to work is not functional. It's not healthy. You know what I mean? Because you definitely need, you definitely have a, a mind and you definitely have a heart and you definitely want things to connect from that standpoint. So when you think about a romantic relationship or you think about a friendship or you think about getting close with a, a family member, even if it's like, even if you have a coworker that you kind of yeah. at work with and y'all kind of get along, but y'all don't take it further than work, you still need to know details about them so y'all can actually work in an in intimate setting. Mm -hmm. You create an intimate setting at work. So you always want intimacy to be your goal. Yeah. Like you want it to actually be something that you're, work, you're working towards. And when I ask questions, I'm not being nosy. I'm just showing a person that I actually care. Oh, that's interesting. Definitely. And because, that's okay too. Because, you know... I have side people around me that are very quiet and then they get to dictate how much they how much information they give you, how much, you know, when they when they when they don't want you to talk, when they want you to talk, when they get to dictate the whole relationship. But if you ask questions, then now they're forced to talk and they're forced to actually reveal certain things about themselves. And it makes them uncomfortable. It makes a lot of people uncomfortable. But that discomfort is what it takes to get to where we get to a better place and get to a stronger environment. Mm -hmm. or a stronger relationship, excuse me. So, you know, you you sit back, you look at it, you don't want to put in the work, you want everything to just come to you naturally. It's not going to translate into a healthy relationship because you haven't put the things in place that will, you know, warrant an intimate relationship. Everything would be very surface, as Jerry said earlier. Yeah, it requires work. It requires, but, but, oh, on both parts. So, you know, it, the intimate relationship that you guys are building should come both ways. Every, both parties should put in the equal they should put in the work they should both put in put in the work so that if you guys both have the same common goal of creating a solid foundation then that's part of it it's, it's like you know making soup like that's part of one of the ingredients that you put in the pot so that you guys can have a healthy successful relationship and to even give the relationship the best shot because when you don't really put everything out there and you hold back and you're not being yourself you're not really giving the relationship the best shot. And that's whether it's a romantic relationship or even a, a friendship. Because that's, um, it's when you, if things don't work out, you can always refer back to the time when you were trying to get to know each other and realize that, you know, you didn't really give your all. And that's probably the reason why it didn't work. Definitely. And I mean, is and there's also things that you need to know that are like maybe core values or, core beliefs or core yeah. systems like i would say a core system is understanding how the person the people you're talking to or you're building relationships with communicate 
Oh, that's how do they communicate? What's mm -hmm. are they visual learners? I mean, mm -hmm. how do they take in information? How they communicate? Are they visual learners? Do they communicate more verbally? Do they communicate with? Um, I mean, we all obviously communicate with our hands and our eyes and our you know nonverbal communication is you know the largest communication. But are they like strong, they strong avoid, verbal communicators? Yeah. Do they avoid conflict? Um, I, I mean, conflict is always uncomfortable. Definitely. But we all, but when we are building something with somebody, we have to deal with it. So, but you know, you meet some people that don't like to deal with conflict at all, so they avoid it. So that right. So if you're dealing with somebody that avoids conflict, and you want to take, if you want to deal with conflict head on, that may not be a great match. Definitely. Well, what's the definition of privacy? Yeah. You know, some people believe that they have the right not to tell people certain things, so they lie by omission. Yeah. Meaning, they wait for you to ask them a question. But they won't just volunteer something that you feel you need to know. Mm -hmm. That's not intimacy. That's not a portion of intimacy. That's mm -hmm. keeping something to yourself. Intimacy is about vulnerability. Absolutely. It's about coming. Being transparent. Definitely. Coming to the table with everything you have and hoping that you can fill somebody up with what you're feeding them. So it is. it is, it really deals with having a level of comfort but it also deals with having a level of discomfort like having the ability to be uncomfortable in a relationship to actually build it and make it work and make yeah. it function and allow it to function so you know when you look at it you're like you know like jerry she's a communicator she's a verbal communicator wasn't always a verbal communicator she used to be a very physical person like mm -hmm. you know she couldn't use her words well so she you know somebody got on her nerves first thing she would think is to hit them mm -hmm. she's a fighter she was feisty you know, when I met her, she was very feisty, you know, but I was a verbal communicator. So I kind of, you know, I can get under people's skin. I always say smart things like, you know, that's my form of joking. I mean, I grew up in Spanish Harlem. All we do is, you know, snap on each other and challenge each other's weaknesses and expose each other. And that's the constant. That's the culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's normal for me to kind of look at a person's weakness and kind of expose it, but in a playful manner. Yeah. I'm not going to do it in a serious manner or where I'm really trying, we're trying to really build a serious relationship. I only do it when it's obviously, when the playing field is, is obvious, mm -hmm. you know, like we're actually playing, we actually in that, that space. And then now we're going back and forth. Jerry wasn't the best at snapping. No. So when we actually first started, you know, hanging out, she used to always, you know, hit me in my back. You know, like, let me know enough is enough. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the way she communicated. That wasn't effective on her end. And I guess the way I communicated wasn't always effective on, on her end, though it was in the culture. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though we grew up around the same neighborhood, we grew up, you know, in the same, in Spanish Harlem. So I thought it was something that she had an understanding of, but at the end of the day, it wasn't something she was great at. I, yeah, I did and I didn't. Like, you know, like, I knew that it was all in fun, but at the same time, like, yeah, I couldn't really match wits with you, so the only thing I could think of was to, yeah, shove you or let you know that I'm not playing anymore. Like, Definitely. that was my way of letting you know that I wasn't playing. And she couldn't beat me, neither. Yeah, so, Physically. Yes, yeah, so, so, like, yeah. basically, she was bullying me. But at the end of the day... Our relationship evolved because she was willing to learn understand, to yeah, learn how to, she was willing to understand that this is how I communicate in a playful manner. And I was willing to understand that sometimes enough is enough. And I had to find that we had to find that equal medium. Yeah. You I know? Was, yeah. I was, I never, I was raised in a, we were raised differently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, 
Aziz was always very articulate, not me, not so much. So that was where I kind of fell short. So yeah, I resorted to physical activity because I didn't really know how to express myself verbally. Or I would cry. You know, you, you always had that girl in class that got so upset that she would just sit in the corner and cry because she was so mad. Like, that was me. So over the years, I've learned how, and with the help of Aziz and being exposed to, you know, how he was raised and, and picking up on his good habits, I, was learned how to, I, I learned how to express myself verbally. But I was also, although I learned how to express myself verbally, I still, there was a part of me that didn't allow myself to be vulnerable either Definitely. because I so I, I a lot of my relationships took a hit because I didn't really want to give them that part of me because I was scared I was scared that they would take advantage of me I was scared that they would think I was weak and then I would have to defend myself in a whole different way that I was uncomfortable doing Definitely. so I learned over time that as I matured that you know I should be myself and if I am around somebody who takes advantage of me then I should be able to make the decision to Call them out on call them out on it and leave them alone. So you shouldn't you know you shouldn't go through life guarded and con- trying to control every situation. That's not even, like I I I realized like I wasn't even living. It definitely, because your relationships would definitely lack intimacy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we just mm-hmm. spoke we just spoke about you know when we first met in our, our past. Just to give you insight on, we didn't even talk about the physical, but we yeah. were intimate in the way that we chose to now forfeit some things that came natural for us to now merge as a unit, meaning it allowed us to be more intimate and be more open to each other's, you know, maybe communication styles, be more open to what each other stood for, be more open to each other's past, be more open to what makes the person the person. You know what I mean? And what was negative about each each part, we we kind of subtracted and we added value to our relationship. So that's what we mean by intimacy. You know, like... When you, when you have a relationship that you've been in for 10 years mm-hmm. and it's losing its, you know, it's losing its passion, it's losing its oomph. You have children, you invested a lot of time into your children, you lost track of the relationship as a whole, you um, work a lot, so when you get home you're tired, you really don't communicate as well, or, you know what I mean, you have that pressure to believe you have to perform in bed when you are tired and yeah. through all of the, all of the madness. That's that's when being intimate comes into play. Absolutely. It starts off with the it starts off with the ability to care about the relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to care about keeping the relationship strong. So through all of that, that's real life. That's it becomes very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. you know, it becomes very difficult to take care of the children. Wake up in the middle of the night if you got a, if you have a newborn. Um. And make time for one another. Yeah, I just had that conversation last night, actually. It's really, it is because, you know, having a child changes everything. And, you know, when you're, when you have, when you have a relationship with a person and then you add something else into it, outside of, uh, and also you, 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 both parties also work. So they have other, you know, responsibilities. And then you add a child into the mix, you know, sometimes a relationship does take a hit. Because you guys are trying to figure out how do we care for this new, new new addition to our family without losing themselves and without losing each other. Definitely. Because that's what people do. Like, they put, you know, each other on the back burner when it comes to kids. And I think that you are a great example of how life is a balancing act. And you have to balance everything. Everyone, like you said, when we had our, our podcast on priorities, like, it's like 1A, 1, 1, 1B, 1C. Like, everyone has a priority, but everyone everyone 
you need a certain level of attention and you can't slight one person to give to somebody else. Definitely. I mean, in some cases, you may have to do that. Definitely. But that shouldn't be the norm. So, yeah, like you said, if you don't have that intimacy component, yeah, a lot of you, you, you may fall short in the relationship because how you need that to kind of get back to where you started. Definitely. If you work a lot, set aside a day. Yeah. Like a day every last week. Mm hmm. To now hang out with your significant other. Yeah, now, absolutely. You know, get caught up to speed on what's going on or how they feeling or, you know, give a level of affection. Mm -hmm. You know, like plan a massage, mm -hmm. plan a bath. Mm -hmm. Like it's just little things like that that go a long way because you all can't, you are thinking, considering the person. Mm -hmm. You are aware that you are at work so often or they're at work so often and they're working hard and. You want to prepare that for them or <clears throat> the person that's at work, you know, actually, you know, takes the time that on their commute to now get into a space where they could take care of what's happening at home. Absolutely. Ultimately, you listen to their partner at home or when their partner comes in or what, however the arrangement is, you would have that understanding. Why? Because you're presently thinking of the mentality of being intimate. Mm hmm. It's on the forefront of your brain. Mm -hmm. If you're now thinking that you can just go with the flow in the beginning of a relationship, you're going to think you can cruise through it Absolutely. during the relationship. And during Everything the has to be present. Mm -hmm. Intimacy is a, something that's present. And it comes natural once you create the good habits. So we are habit forming, but you have to keep things in the forefront of your brain. Because when other things actually get in the way of relationships you have, and you don't keep them people present, then you lose, you lose the intimate portion of it. Yeah. And without the intimate portion of it, you lose other components as well. Because mm -hmm. though there's a foundation, the devotion, the dedication, the honesty, the trust, mm -hmm. those are the foundations of love. But without intimacy, those components are lost as well. And it's hard to really get back on track. Once you lose it, it's really difficult. Like, you know, you hear couples all the time, like, you know, one minute, you know, they were, you know, having the best relationship and then, you know, life happened and, and they started to neglect each other. And before you know it, they're two, they're two strangers. Definitely. And it happens rather quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's not the norm to be in separate rooms for like three hours at a time on a daily basis. Yeah. It's not the norm to not care what your partner is doing mm -hmm. outside the house and like... I don't know when, when he's coming home. Definitely. <laughs> like, it's not the norm. You know, it's not the norm. Well, I guess it is the norm. Oh, yeah. So it shouldn't be the norm. For all those things to occur. It shouldn't be the norm for you not to really care what your partner's passions are. Yeah. It shouldn't be the norm for you not to care about what they think about a TV show y'all just watched mm -hmm. together. You know, everything should be everything should start a dialogue, even mm -hmm. through raising the children. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have discussions. He just walked, she just walked. Like, I can't believe they're not doing well in school. You know, like whatever, whatever. It's thrown at you. Do go through it together. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are in a romantic, long-term relationship, yeah, absolutely. Like you can do it together, and it's still spending time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying in a negative way at all times. It's even sharing the positive stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing it together and you're actually constantly sharing and merging everything, whether it's work, whether it's you know kids, whether it's friends outside of the relationship, merging everything. Mm -hmm. Having discussions about everything that you encounter mm -hmm. is what starts the intimacy and yeah. builds the connection. But it has to be a mentality. It has to be a present thing. You know, like if you have a long-term friend, 
Like touch base. Mm-hmm. Make sure you touch base at least once a day, whether it be via text, because we all do get busy. But, you know, whether it's via text, because text messages, you can read them. They can bring a smile to your face and then you can answer them like you can get back to them. So y'all can constantly have a whole dialogue. My recommendation is write questions, write a whole bunch of questions and things you want to know about the person. Write paragraphs. So now when they read it, they actually respond in paragraphs. So the dialogue is happening because we're in a different age. And I do rather the face to face and rather the hands on. But we're in a fast paced society, a fast paced world now. And, you know, there's Facebook, IG. You know, Snapchat, which I mean, I'm not young enough to really be on or be exposed to. But, you know, it's it's it's, it's a quicker society. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the winter is my favorite season because you actually can sit in the house because it's cold and you could actually have dialogue and see who you actually are spending time with. You know, the summertime is a lot more fast paced. But at the end of the day, if you actually put in the work, you actually get everything back that you want. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I would say recommend that you if it is somebody that you really don't see often, but you actually want to stay in touch with. I would say text a text message, long, long, dragged out text messages, if that's what you have to do. And then, you know, get get on with your day. Check, check back, see what their response is and response was. And then you have a you have a dialogue. But intimacy is a is a is a is a it's not it shouldn't be a job. It should be a passion. Yeah. Like if a person doesn't bring that passion out of you, you really need to reevaluate your relationship. Yeah, like when you first when you meet somebody for the first time, like I know those text messages be crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because you're really trying to get to know each other. Like those things, like as you get to know each other, the the, the conversation may shift a little bit, but it should still be the same level of dedication. Definitely, it should always be. I mean, anything you should do, you do that deals with a relationship that deals with an accountable love. It should be. It should always be something that you're thinking about and something that is present in your heart. You know that's the most important thing. So that's going to motivate you to maintain your intimacy. You know we can. You can throw out clinical terms. You can see therapy. You know you can seek therapy. But a lot of it starts between the two people in the relationship. Yeah, you know absolutely. whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's friendship, it's two people within the relationship that have to communicate. And have to have an understanding of compromise and have an understanding of principles and have an understanding of obviously what you don't compromise, mm-hmm. like deal breakers, because really it's our principles that allow us not to go outside, you know, of our zone. And I'm not saying comfort zone. I'm saying outside of our actual structure that allowed the relationship to exist in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and sometimes we all try to, you know, get over on the other person. We test our boundaries, but it's going to be that structure or that person that maintains the structure that doesn't allow that to happen, that allows the intimacy to still be present. Because then you talk about how you're not going to allow a person to manipulate you. Mm -hmm. So it starts the dialogue anyway. So a lot of intimacy starts with having a discussion. It starts with a level of understanding. It starts with question and answers. And then it gets into maybe the bedroom and taking that slower and do, you know, doing whatever y'all, you know, whatever the heat caused y'all to do. I mean, there's times that you maybe, you know, y'all have a real, real racy discussion yeah. and then it's a more racier, intimate, you know, physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a, you know, long walk after nice dinner. Then it's a little more of a, a slower, passionate intimacy, mm-hmm. you know? So 
when you're dealing with romantic relationships, which typically are our foundation for all other relationships, because that's the person we're actually going through life with, paying bills with, like everything is positioned or everything is tied into that person. Mm -hmm. But when you have your friendships, which is not as like, you don't, it's not as strenuous. It's not as, you know, connected, but it's still a connection there. Yeah. So like you still have to keep everybody in mind and that takes having a, a level of intimacy that takes having a conscious mind on intimacy. It takes being accountable in your love, mm -hmm. you know? So at the end of the day, I mean, we could talk about intimacy for days, but we're going to wrap it up because we just want y'all to gain, you know, a few, a few key points to like strengthening your relationships. You know, I want y'all to continue to trade past pain for future pleasure. So I'm Aziz. I'm Jerry. And this is Accountable Love. Thanks for listening.